I often like to refer to the statement, you're not overtraining, you're under recovering. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Increasing your training volume without burning yourself out. I often like to refer to the statement, you're not overtraining, you're under recovering. And so think about that. If you're training 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes a day, four or five days a week, and there's some athletes that are training two, three, four, maybe five hours, how come they're able to do five times the amount that you do when you can only do that amount? Like what makes them different? And if you were to do that, you'd probably kill yourself trying. Now, first of all, that's an extreme example. Most people don't need to be training five hours a day. Like five sessions of one hour a week is is awesome. Um, If you want to do more than that, then that's great too. But most people don't need to be putting three hours a day to achieve their goals. I was just trying to illustrate a point. So what do you need to do to be able to recover from higher training volume so that you can train harder, you can get better, you can perform at a higher level. And the key areas, as always, come back to the areas of recovery, which is nutrition and sleep. These two areas are essential to focus on. You can't really have one without the other. Um, And so I'm going to touch on both of them, but primarily I'm going to focus on talking about nutrition for recovery. And what I'm talking about is a it's going to be a concept which I want you to just think about and then see, think about what that would look like relative to your training, to your what you're capable of doing. And so I'm pretty sure I've discussed this concept before, but we often need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. And the concept is someone called energy flux or G-flux. And it's not a supplement, it's not like a special training program or anything like that. Energy flux or G-flux, it represents the relationship between the amount of energy you take in, so the amount of food that you eat, and the amount of energy that you burn. So the old calories in, calories out, energy's in, energy out. And by energy, when I say energy, I mean calories. And so the idea is that G-flux goes one step beyond And so the old model of calories in, calories out, the discussion revolved around um, energy deficit versus energy surplus. So you'd tally up what you put in and what you put out, and you'd come up with a number, okay? However, G-flux, your physiology can be profoundly changed regardless of the energy balance state or that input-output number. So for example, if you're eating 2,000 calories a day, but burning 2,500, you'd be in a negative energy balance, 500 calories. And so you'd expect to lose weight. But if I bumped up my G-flux and I boosted my energy intake to 3,000 calories a day and I was burning off 3,500, my calorie deficit would be the same. And so through traditional training or like uh, sort of classically trained dietitian, 
you'd expect my physique to remain the same as the one that I gave you, the example I gave you before, 2,000 calories in, 2,500 out, 3,000 calories in, 3,500 out. The deficit's the same. There's no difference between the two. However, research paints a different picture. And so that boost in energy flux would most likely, or almost definitely, you're going to get, increase your lean muscle mass, it's going to decrease fat mass, and it's going to improve your metabolic rate. All because of your increased ability to train a little bit more and harder. So let's break it down. If we can increase your calorie intake and increase your calorie output, you're going to have significantly more energy to work with, allowing you to train harder and be able to get stronger while getting leaner. And physiologically, it's better to exercise as much as you can while eating as much as possible, as long as you're gaining muscle and losing fat rather than the reverse. And why? Well, exercise and increased exercise volume and frequency means better nutrient partitioning, more calories go towards your muscle growth and your overall energy provision, more calories go towards, um, or less calories go towards fat cells, um, it means better insulin sens sensitivity, it means additional opportunities to stimulate protein turnover, tissue, tissue remodeling, um, and positive adaptation. So you're getting all the pros and none of the cons. And on the food end, more calories means um, sustained sympathetic nervous system activity, maintained metabolic rates. Um, even more important um, is like your better vitamin and mineral and antioxidant status as well. So you're getting all of the good stuff in because you're getting more high quality food in. So essentially, to put it in simple terms, by putting more in your body, your body is going to thank you and reward you for being so nice to it rather than the flip side to that, which is we don't exercise enough, our energy intakes um, uh, on the lower side and because we don't want to OD on calories. So we're in a constant kind of scarcity mindset. And because you're not eating enough, you're not eating enough high quality foods and then you're going to end up with all the other deficiencies and vitamins, minerals, that type of stuff as well because you're not getting enough decent quality food. In. And so you're not going to get like scurvy or anything like that. But deficiencies mean just sub-optimal sub -optional, function. Like you're going to have a slow metabolic rate. You're going to get more food cravings, poor digestion, cranky moods, um, increased risk of disease. And then you're going to also, which you guys are probably most interested in, you're going to have poor exercise intensity and poor quality. And so, which is, as you know, not good for losing fat, not good for health not good for lean mass, and it's just not good for you being able to just even stick to your plan. So it's as simple as increase your food intake, and then you're able to increase your output. Then if you can stay consistent with that, you'll see epic results. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review, and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers. But as always, this requires massive self-awareness and self-adherence from you. You have to be able to monitor how much you're doing, so your output and how much you're putting in. You have to have a pretty good picture of the numbers and you have to monitor those numbers regularly. You have to adjust your intake or your output um, if you're starting to gain weight or lose weight, depending on where you're at, um, or if you're not recovering. 
And so the thing with nutrition and nutritional science is it's so personal and it needs a lot of tweaking along the way, especially when you're starting to get into these more complicated strategies. Now, mindset around this process. It's key to remember that now that you're going to be fueling your body better, you have to start acting like it. And so there's no point in increasing your food intake if and balancing your macros and improving the quality of your food you're eating if you're not actually going to be using it properly. Your mindset needs to be you're fueling the machine and that machine is your body. And so this is going to be a big mentality shift for you. But now you're going to have the fuel to increase the weight on the barbell. You're going to have the fuel to hold onto the rig for a few more toe to bar or pull-ups. You're going to have the fuel to push that last round of that workout. And you have to actually do that. You can't coast. And this done once, it's not going to do much. This is going to be something that you have to do day in and day out for months. And then the results you're going to see are exponential. You've got to fuel your body and push yourself to get that increased energy output. This is a mentality shift. I'll say it again. You have to know you can do more because you're putting more in and you have to actually actively push that limit. And you can't just go through the motions because you're eating more expecting and expect your output to really change. You have to push. It has to be closer to that threshold more frequently. And with this, there's going to be times where you don't feel like eating. and But this is your mental toughness. So I often compare it to um, someone who's trying to lose weight. They have to not eat when they're hungry. Sometimes. Not always. I'm not talking about starving yourself. But that's their, that's their mental toughness. Maybe they're, they're out at dinner or something and... They've eaten their calories for the day and then cake comes out and they're like, nah, then my mental toughness is I'm staying true to my diet or whatever they call it. Yours is you might be full and it's the end of the night and it's nine o'clock, but you need to get more calories in. Then you've got to go do the hard thing and that's go and make yourself a shake or some protein pancakes or something and get the calories in that are needed to help you recover and to keep that self, keep yourself in that accurate energy balance. And those that's the, the shift that needs to happen. And so that's the big thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the concept of if you put more in and you use more, you'll recover better and then you won't burn out from trying to do more training. And then the other main factor is your sleep. Now, I'm only going to touch on this briefly, but when you're starting to increase your training volume, sleep becomes increasingly important and it should be a linear increase relative to your amount of training. And so if you think of general population, the recommendation is sort of seven to eight hours, then if you're trying to do one and a half hours, then you should be looking more like seven and a half, seven and a half to eight and a half if you're trying to do two hours that should be close to nine if you're trying to do two and a half to three then you should be looking closer to ten and you have to remember that if you're thrashing your body in the gym you're not general population and you need more recovery than the average joe who might be able to get away with six or seven hours you've got if you're nowhere near your that those targets then i would almost suggest that you fix that first before you even try to look at your nutrition 
because it's so hard to train on poor sleep and there's no amount of caffeine that can uh, fix your recovery Um, and so you need to sort your shit sleep first if you're ready to become a renegade reach out to us at renegadeperformance.co.nz and start a free 14-day trial to see how we can help you break through your plateaus